Jesus prayed in John 17, verse 23, that believers in Jesus would be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you sent me. So my question for this podcast is, how are we doing at living in unity with fellow believers, and what can we do about it? Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. This is Lee Whitman with Restoring the Foundations, and today's verse is Genesis eleven six, And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have the same language. And this is what they have started to do, and now nothing which they plan to do will be impossible for them. Unity is a very powerful thing, especially when the body of Christ walks in unity with one another. But as we look at the condition of the church of Jesus Christ today, we're not walking in unity with one another. But today's verse is taken from the story, you'll remember, of the Tower of Babel. And verses 6 and 7 describe what is possible when people are in complete unity. The verse says, nothing which they plan to do will be impossible for them. So today I'm taking much of this podcast from a message given by Mark Rampula, who's the pastor of Southview Church in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Now, as you'll see, the point of this message is not about the division of languages at the Tower of Babel, but at the potential of what can happen if believers can walk in unity. We will also look at some of the conditions that keep us from walking in unity. Now, I want to say right up front that this is a very challenging message on one hand, but it also presents much hope of what is possible when we can come together. You know, it's interesting, I'm writing this podcast on the National Day of Prayer when believers from every denomination take time out to pray for the nation. This day is as close as we come to being in unity before we separate and go back to our own towers. I was struck with verse 6 that said that when a people group can come together and speak the same language and work together, then nothing will be impossible for them. Now, it was because of the the power of the unity and that their unity was being motivated by pride that God had to frustrate their efforts by confusing their language. Now, I don't want to talk or focus on that, but I want to focus on the potential of what it would be like if we, the Church of Jesus Christ, could come together in unity and speak the same language. I'm not really talking about speaking the same physical language, but more about being in unity, speaking the same heart and spirit language. Now, I believe the enemy knows the incredible power of the church coming together in unity, and that's why he has attacked our unity at every level. He's been very effective at getting us, the church, to divide ourselves over any number of issues that in the light of eternity mean very little. You know, I know I'm probably going to get some pushback on some of what I'm saying, but We have separated ourselves from our brothers in Christ over some very minor and non-essential issues, like what version of the Bible you use. Do you raise your hands in worship or not? Do you sing hymns or only worship songs? What do you believe about the gifts of the Spirit or not? You know, I even heard of one church that split over the color of the new carpet. One of the separations that I know breaks the heart of God is our division over race. 
The reality is we are divided. You know, here in Nashville, Tennessee area, there are over a thousand churches. If you're unhappy with one church, find another, or you can start your own. Now, how can we, the church, walk in unity when there are all of these things that are dividing us? Pastor Mark Rampula has some wonderful suggestions for how we can be united in the midst of all our separation. So the first hurdle to cross towards unity is the question of notoriety versus namelessness. Now, looking at the story of the Tower of Babel, it was pride that built the tower, and it was their pride that caused God to have to stop the tower from being finished. See, the reason for building the tower was their pride. Let us make a name for ourselves, they said. One thing that hinders unity in people or churches, it's to have to have their names recognized. You know, in 2018, Michael W. Smith rented the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, which is the home of the Nashville Predators hockey team. And he held a worship and prayer night called Surrounded. 18,000 people from all over the city of Nashville filled this hockey arena with worship for one thing, for Jesus. And Michael had invited several well-known leaders and pastors from the city to lead different parts of the prayer times. The thing that I loved was that when these pastors got up, their names were never given. They were nameless. And it was these nameless people that simply led in prayer and then sat down. It was a night about Jesus, and the city of Nashville came together in unity around him. You know, God is very fond of using nameless people. There are so many stories in the Bible where a nameless person was used by God. We'll never know who they were until we get to heaven. For unity to happen, people in churches must be willing to do what God is asking them to do without the need for recognition. You know, we gathered last night for the National Day of Prayer, an event that was held in a public park here in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. It was wonderful because everyone who led out in prayer talked to the Church of Wilson County. That's where we live. We were from many different local congregations, but last night we gathered as the Church of Wilson County, one body, the body of Christ. It was marvelous. So as Pastor Mark talks about in his, in his message, the next hurdle to unity is the question of, is it our works versus his power. Now, I personally believe that RTF is the best healing and freedom ministry in the world. Yet, RTF has been a part of a group of healing ministries that are all focused on bringing healing to the body of Christ. It's called Transformation Alliance. You would recognize the names of the different ministries involved if, if I told them to you. Yet, we come together to support one another in the mission of bringing healing and freedom to the Church of Jesus Christ. Do we all agree on the methods used to bring healing? No, but we agree to put our differences of style and method aside because each ministry wants to further the kingdom of God by healing his bride. We know that on a worldly level, we are kind of in competition with each other, but on a kingdom level, we're all trying to bring heaven to earth to heal the wounded bride of Christ. Churches often have a hard time coming together in unity because we're looking at things through a competitive lens. We believe that for us to succeed, we have to promote our church or ministry. We're being limited by our power and ability to accomplish things. 
when we can let go of promoting our thing and instead promote the kingdom of God, we release God's power to do through us what we could not do on our own. When we promote the kingdom of God, the water level rises and all ships on the water rise at the same time. Another hurdle Pastor Mark points out is wanting uniformity versus unity. This is a huge problem for us. We wrongly believe that for us to walk in unity with others, they need to believe exactly the same way we believe. And in the process, we get hung up on things that in the light of eternity really don't matter. Now, again, I realize some people are going to take uh, umbrance with what I'm saying, but I'm okay with that. There are some things that we put out there as, as uh, essentials that are not essential. Can we partner with those who we may not agree with in everything we believe? Can we be in unity with people who worship differently than we do, or pray differently, or believe different things about the gifts of the Spirit? The answer, according to Pastor Mark, is yes. By unifying on these four things, the first thing is, we can unify on the gospel. Unifying with people over Jesus is really what we have to do. We can unify with those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for our sins and rose again from the dead, and that salvation comes by receiving him as our Savior. That's essential for all believers. In order to unify around this gospel, we need to let go of some of the other beliefs we have that only come after we enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. The second thing he says is we can unify on a purpose. We can unify with those who are spreading the gospel of Jesus to the world. Now, we need to be careful here because we often experience division with others because of their methods of spreading the gospel. You know, some do it through preaching, some do it through serving. My opinion is, as long as the gospel of Jesus is going forth with integrity to what the Bible says, does it really matter how it's being done? We can also unify with others because we unify against a common enemy. We can team up with, with believers of all styles because we have a common enemy. People are not the enemy. Government's not the enemy. Satan in his kingdom is the enemy. Now, this is another place where caution needs to be expressed because we come against the enemy by very different methods. Unity says to unify on the fact that we have the same enemy, even though we might have different styles of fighting the enemy. The fourth thing Pastor Mark says that unifies us is when we unify with a kingdom mandate instead of a political agenda. Now, this is huge to me. When we connect the gospel to a political agenda, we've cheapened the gospel. Jesus did not die on the cross for a political agenda. Division comes when we try to make the gospel line up with our political party. You know, God is not a Republican nor Democrat. He's not black or white or Asian or Latin. He's not Baptist, Pentecostal, Assembly of God, Missionary Baptist. God's goal is to bring the kingdom of God to earth and we can unify with others over that mandate. Now, the fourth hurdle uh, to unity is wanting our plan versus his command. We have often made Jesus' commands into options. We're willing to follow his commands when they match up with our plans or desires. You know, we are commanded to love one another. 
yet Sunday morning is the most divided day of the week. We work with those who are not like us every day, but yet when it comes to church, we only want to associate with people that are like us. You know, heaven's going to be filled with people from every tribe and every nation. If you're accustomed to going to church with only people of your race, get ready, because heaven is not going to be like that. They're going to be people of all races living together in complete harmony. What if we started that harmony while we're still on this side of heaven? Then we'll be living out of John 13, 34, and 35. I'm giving you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. I love that. You know, recently in in April, we took an RTF tour of Israel. The tour was wonderful, but what I enjoyed even more were the people. It was a wonderfully diverse group. There were people from all over the United States, many different states, people from different church backgrounds, people from different racial backgrounds. And you know what? It was like a slice of heaven. We walked for 10 days in complete unity through all the different situations that we encountered. We were able to walk in unity because we lived out what Pastor Mark was talking about. Psalms 133.1 says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers to live in unity together. Then in verse 3 it says, For the Lord commanded the blessing, life forever. So there's a blessing that comes as we walk in unity. And I think the world is looking for us, the church, to come together. You know, I'm challenged by this message, and I really want to challenge you also. God is calling us, the church of Jesus Christ, to walk in unity so that nothing we ask will be impossible for us. Pray with me if you would. Father, I thank you that you have called us to walk in unity with one another. And Lord, forgive us, forgive us, forgive us for all the ways that we have divided ourselves from other brothers and sisters over different things, over the color of the carpet, over the whether we use hymnals or worship songs, whether we use King James or not. Lord, forgive us for making issues out of things that in the light of eternity are really not important. And Lord, I ask you to help us as the body of Christ to to learn to come together so that nothing that we ask will be impossible for us. That when we ask for the nations, that we can have them. When we ask for revival to hit the United States, it'll do that. When we ask for revival to hit whatever country we live in, as we come together, Lord, you are, we are empowered to bring that to earth. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for Pastor Mark Rampula and his work, his, his ministry to bring this message of unity to us. And I just ask that you would help each one of us, Lord. What is our peace? What is our portion? What would you have us take away from this? Is there anything that we're doing, Lord, that we need to um, repent of, deal with, stop, so that we can walk in unity as the body of Christ. So we just say, come Holy Spirit, bring your work into our lives. Bring your um, unifying message into each one of our hearts, Lord. Thank you for joining us today. I just wanna bless each one that's listening to this podcast. 
We are the body of Christ. And as we come together, there's nothing that we can't ask that that's impossible for us. Bless you. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.